Hello, everyone. Welcome out to this week's episode of the Dual Threat Podcast, your local and favorite place to come tune in to Scooter and Hagen about random sports. Scooter is pumped. He watched college basketball this week. Idaho State almost beat BYU. Is that correct? That's how you're going to lead off. All the things. There were 150 games yesterday, Hague, and all I know is the Cougars of BYU, they're 1-0. That's all I've heard. A win's a win, no matter how it happens, baby. It was a revenge game for Idaho State's best player, Colby Lee, all right? And he almost got the job done. I think he had like three points. So. Colby Lee plays for Idaho State now? No way. Yeah, he sure did. He sure he sure does now. So Wow. Okay. But Okay. Well, yeah. you're pumped about college basketball starting, right? How are you feeling about it? It's just it's just the most wonderful time of the year. I mean, it it's just we're we're closing in on feast week too, the Champions Classic. It's just the best. Um, I I also just I think this year will be even more special, knowing I don't have that rain cloud hanging over my head. That if KU doesn't win the championship, I can still move on with my sports life. That, that at least last year we can hang on to to what happened. So yeah. just I'm just enjoying the ride. You're enjoying the ride. It's a hot time for sports. NFL's yep. heating up. We're halfway through. Uh, college basketball starting. The World Cup starts on the 20th. It's a hot time. Have hey, any time. probably start soon. I don't know. <laughs> NHL has started. Oh. <laughs> but, but, and, but baseball ended. So at the same time, <sighs> it's not. We're, we're missing that for sure. We're missing that. Whatever. Okay. Rip to baseball. We'll be back for you next year. Yep talking Aaron judge <laughs> we're going to talk about it every single team's all 162 games of each team Ooh. <laughs> we're gonna do five pods in a week uh talking about the night's games it would have to be five pods a day talking about each <laughs> each game each day it would be horrible you think baseball would be too hard someone if someone did that they they would need to make like millions of dollars to get through that job that job would be just more monotonous than just putting numbers <laughs> spreadsheet you i don't know what you would talk about i don't know how you would do it but that's talking baseball we don't need to talk baseball anymore no. let's talk a little bit scooter i never like to be humble mm. i prefer never to be humble true but this week in fantasy football you did humble me mm. um i was seven and one going into our matchup this week and you just you stomped on me. You had a you had a hay week on me. It was your week. Well, given that I won by like six total points, I don't know <laughs> if the verbiage stomping, especially when I think you had Naheem Hines who scored zero points and Jamal Williams on your bench who scored like 10. Yeah. Uh, so I, I will take credit for uh, being a better manager than you this, this week, at least. Yep. Okay. That's a good move. I'll take credit for though. That's all you take credit for. Naheem Hines might he might get dropped off my team now that he's just a punt returner. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, for sure. We'll see. In other news around the NFL, we did make our picks last week. I went ten and three, bringing me to eighty four and fifty two, and you went nine and four, bringing you to eighty four and fifty two. This is the first time we've been all together since week one. I think we're neck and neck. It's ha- it's it's nice to see at the top again, Hag. I'm back. Since- since week one, it's I I, <laughs> I think you're tr- you're trending hot. Uh, let's see what you are in the last three weeks. I feel um, like you've gotten. Yeah, well, so that 
I got the numbers right here. 31 and 11. Hey. That's pretty not, dang good. Not shabby. Not I'm, not I'm, bad for a guy who had a 7 and 9 and 5 and 11 week this year this year. I'm 30 and 12. So Okay. Yeah. Not bad. We're we're past that week 6 where it was six I was 6 and 8 and you were 8 and 6. So, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um but yeah, happy to happy to have you at the top with me. Happy to be batting 62% right now. That <laughs> hey, that's better than 50%. I'll take it any day of the week. Very true. Very better true. I'm better than a coin flip is what I have to say yeah. right now and it's Absolutely. a good thing. And you you're 12% better. And in the NFL honestly, like this week was just one of those weeks where I, I was happy to be 62% right. Oh yeah. Because it was crazy. Wild week. Why don't you take us through some of the headliners of this week? There, there is some big news around the NFL that's gone on. A hundred percent. We we needed. I'm so excited to dive into the games because they were crazy. But let's start off with the big news coming from Indianapolis. Um, he's finally gone, Frank Reich. I feel like how long has he been there? For some reason, it feels like he's been there for a while. Well, he won the Super Bowl with, with the Eagles. Yeah. So four years probably. It felt it felt like it had been way longer than that, but I also just can't remember who their coach was before, so maybe that's why. Just a <laughs> tribute. I just went Tony Dungy straight to Frank Wright, <laughs> which is totally wrong. Did Jim but... Mora Jr. come back at some point? Did he uh, ever come back? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is really good, really good podcasting. But uh, let's see, let's see here. <laughs> let's see list list of Indianapolis head coaches. Not Booger McFarland. <laughs> no, sure not the case. Okay, so there were there were two coaches in between. I was gonna say Jim Caldwell. Um, I was gonna say Jim Caldwell too. Yeah. He was one. Why did I forget about Chuck Pagano? I don't remember Chuck Pagano. <laughs> he was twenty twelve to twenty seventeen. But anyway, all that aside, the big news is who they brought in, which is just I I don't know how you feel about it, but I I saw it and I almost like burst out laughing the second i saw it it's jeff saturday who i believe was a current nfl analyst correct he was like doing or was he working with the team so he was an nfl analyst on uh like uh one of the networks yeah can't remember exactly which one but he was also doing like independent contractor work with the team as like an advisor is what they quoted it as weird yeah so yeah weird i mean we if you're if you're a football head like us, if you've played plenty of Madden, you knew Jeff Saturday. Anytime you went through the center's position, Jeff Saturday was always at the top. Oh like, yeah. He was, he's he's one of the best centers of all time. Did he go to Ohio State? No, he I think he went to North Carolina. Do you know his son actually is playing for North Carolina right now? No, I didn't. Jeffrey Saturday, I think he's a wide receiver, 5'10, 185 pounds. <laughs> nice. Not like his dad. I hope, I hope he's not a center. He is not. <laughs> I mean, so here's also the thing that was was hilarious is during uh, on Sunday or, or just just a Sunday and a half ago. Jeff Saturday tweeted out Raiders look horrible <laughs> <laughs> was a tweet on October 30th, which is just hilarious to think that a head coach was like actively tweeting not more than two, not less than two weeks ago, like outwardly like saying a team looked really bad it's just funny to me because they're always all about coach speak and you know you know what's even more incredible about that guess who the colts play this week 
The Raiders. In Las Vegas. Oh, my. It's poetic. It's poetic. You couldn't make this up. You really couldn't. Yeah. So I, as far as analysis on how he'll be as a coach, I, I don't I can't bring that to you. But I just think it's I just think it's a funny story. I I think it's great for the Colts, especially if they're trying to tank and get their quarterback of the future for next year. Why not bring in some random guy who doesn't have any head coaching history or anything like what's the worst thing that happens? I don't know. Their their offensive line has not been as good as people expected either. I mean, I know Sam Ellinger took 11 sacks um, this past Sunday. So maybe Jeff Saturday will be coaching those boys up like they like they should have been. We'll see. I don't know. And And just so you know, Frank Reich was calling the offensive coordinator game for the Colts. They are going to have their quarterbacks coach call the offense. Okay, there we go. The quarterbacks coach. Do we know his name? Quarterback coach. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What was what was the name they gave Bill Belichick in all the Maddens because he didn't want to be in it? Um. Oh man, what was it? Um. <laughs> That's what we'll call him. <laughs> uh oh i can't remember i'll have to new england coach or something yeah, new, like that new England coach, indianapolis quarterbacks coach that's his name um let's move on let's let's not spend too much time on other headlines but um obj potentially coming back as well any ideas on where i probably shouldn't abbreviate it i don't know how familiar are people with just obj these days because he hasn't been too too much the player he used to be but odell beckham jr finally like cleared to play again anywhere potentially you're hearing hearing rumblings that he'll be playing i do have the name of that quarterback's coach before oh, if you oh, want me to get yeah, you that oh, oh, yeah yeah well, that's what this is way more important than, than what i asked scott milanovich what never I heard of him <laughs> no i don't remember that at all <laughs> never heard of him that's the quarterback coach of the uh indianapolis colts right now so we'll see how that goes i thought it was griffin Mur- murphy Oh, that was the New England Patriots coach. Oh, okay. Oh, no. I thought that's what you were getting. No, no. The quarterback coach oh, was, yeah. it's currently is actually named Scott Milanovich. Yeah. His name's Griffin Murphy now from now on. <laughs> we'll go Griffin Murphy. I like that. Yeah. Back, back to the OBJ sweepstakes. You know, a lot of people have talked about the Packers. I don't really think they're in on it. Um, around the league right now, it's it's pretty much the Rams, Niners, Buccaneers, and Bills are kind of the front runners. And for me, out of those, I think OBJ would probably go to the Rams just because he already has been there. They're looking for a true second wide receiver where a lot of these other teams are a little bit deeper at wide receiver than the Rams. But yeah. I personally think the best fit for OBJ is going to be Dallas. Oh, don't let it happen. I don't yeah. want it to happen. Yeah, it'd probably be pretty good. I I don't want it to happen, but when I was thinking about this, Dallas is the only thing that just kept coming to my mind. I don't think he'll go there, but it just seems like a perfect fit for some reason. I kind of see him doing the thing with Brady, where Brady's like, I need another guy. <laughs> Brown's not, not walking through that door again. Gronk isn't either, you know. Edelman, I I only have Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, yeah. Kate Auten, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're seeing, you're thinking the Bucks, huh? I just for some reason get weird vibes about it. Yeah, that maybe he'll be like that, especially if like the Bucks win again this week versus Seahawks in Germany. Maybe Odell's a big Germany guy. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. 
Who knows? He must be. He's got to be Germany guy. I'll I'll look that up. I'll get on his German background right now. Yeah, well, let's, let's see connections to Germany. Don't look don't look too far into it. You might be some rough places. He he was a great soccer player in high school, so maybe oh. soccer that could be the party. connection. Um, two two rapid fire questions before we before we dive into the game or into the game's recap. Um. Eagles still undefeated. It's been a while since Thursday Night Football. We talked about it on that uh, the last podcast. But who right now, Hag, is the second best team in the league? Do you? you got you got fifteen seconds to answer? Take all the time you need, all fifteen seconds of them. <laughs> Bills. Okay. All right. You're not worried about the Jets game. No. Um. The Bills have given up the most or the least amount of points against in in on the season so far so i'm okay with that their defense is super great they do rely a little bit too heavily on josh allen but right now if i had to say a second i would even say a best team in the league i'd still say the bills here's a woke question for you does josh allen rely too much upon josh allen yes oh yeah okay oh yeah just making sure because i i kind of think there's a little bit of regression there with with without dable I think so. I think Dable is a is a great offensive mind. So yeah, there's going to be some regression. Yeah, he's still top two quarterback for sure. But definitely is it like you, you see him make throws that have nothing to do with Dable. Like the two interceptions he threw in this Jets game were egregious. <laughs> like yeah, like Zach Wilson would have laughed at them. I think he was laughing from the yeah. sideline while <laughs> eating a hot dog. I think he was eating yeah. a, a hot dog on the sideline and laughing. Well, for me, it came down to the Chiefs or or the Bills, and I and I would probably say the Bills as well. But just wanted to make sure. Also, second question: Did did a single QB play well this week outside of the QBs and the the Bears and Dolphins? We'll talk about that game. Was but was there a single other? I really don't think there was a single other one all weekend long that played actually good. Rogers. Oh, true. I forgot about him. Those two picks in the <laughs> are pretty good. You're right. Um. Let me look. Let me think here for a second. K1 didn't play super amazing. Gino didn't play great. Kirk Cousins didn't play great. Mahomes didn't play great. Lamar? Maybe Lamar? um, Lamar wasn't great, but like good? Yeah. Yeah, he was fine. Okay. Okay. But probably not. That's a lot of quarterbacks to dive through. That were really bad. It's crazy. It it was it was honestly pretty crazy that Justin Fields hang the banner for Justin Fields. He should just say best quarterback in week nine <laughs> of twenty twenty two. Most and, rushing and, yards by a quarterback ever. Yep. And best quarterback <laughs> of all time in week nine, twenty twenty two. That's all you need. That's all you hang, need. Hang it right there, Bears fans. <laughs> okay, let's let's get into the games because they were good this week. Okay, what game should we start off with? Should we start with Chargers Falcons? Let's just go down top to bottom. I'm I'm okay. stoked. Let's ch- let's start Chargers Falcons. Um 20 to 17. <laughs> I mean, who are these Falcons? I is it about time for us to say they actually could win the NFC South? Like really, like let's be honest right now. I I'm not legally obligated to say anything bad. I, this is a a pro I'm a pro Falcons supporter after them dog walking the 49ers making the 49ers offense look abysmal so i'm a, a pro falcon supporter so yes 
Okay, so they really could win the NFC South. Yeah, and they're four and five. Just let's just put that in perspective. Top the NFC South, tied for first though. Oh yeah, so sure expected. It's big time. What do you think about this game? What kind of stuck out? I mean, I got to kind of it. it it's still that same thing with Herbert. He shows flashes. Obviously, Keenan Allen was out. Mike Williams was out, but. He shows these super awesome flashes where you're like, oh my gosh, of course, like that's why we love this guy. And then he just can't get it done sometimes. I don't know. What were some of your thoughts during this game? Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of it. It's definitely like, what is this third year for him? It's like a junior mm-hmm. year slump. It's not a sophomore year slump for Herbert, but definitely junior year. And it's because he's missing his, it's his top options. Literally the only thing, so I watched all the highlights of this game. The only thing that I will retain from this game is the the most bizarre play in NFL history, perhaps happening to end the game, like not not to end the game, but what like led to the end of the game essentially. So Austin Eckler gets a first down, right? He fumbles. They're like about to be in field goal territory where they can just win the game. Um, Eckler fumbles. Who was the defensive lineman for the Falcons <gasps> that picked it up? <laughs> You think I know his name? Grady Jarrett? I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't Grady Jarrett. It was somebody. When he was rumbling down the sideline, and the only player that could have forced a fumble on him had to be like the ghost of Sean Merriman. There wasn't any. He saw Justin Herbert, and it looked like the light left his eyes, and he just dropped the ball out of nowhere. Like, we we investigated Calvin Ridley for point shaving and gambling. Like we might need to look into this guy because that was the <laughs> most bizarre fumble of all time. So the chargers get it back. So there's a double fumble and then Herbert makes the plays when he needs to, but it was just absurd. Taquan Graham was his name. Taquan okay. Graham never would have got that. I hope he's on the team next week. Did they end up actually calling Eckler down? I can't remember. Did they actually call Eckler down and both of the fumbles ended up being nullified? No, there was it was they oh. were both live because they got the ball back at like the the forty, I believe. Sheesh, that's yeah. insane. Yeah. Well, I could be a... wrong about that, but that's the head. That's the canon in my head that I'm running with because it fits the narrative of these two teams perfectly. Like, if there were two teams, you would you would hand pick to play in a game like that. It's the Chargers and the Falcons. I think I think what I'm thinking is the the you know how they have like an analyst ref that is always like on the mic or whatever. I think he came out and said Eckler actually didn't fumble, but they didn't review it. And uh, so the, yeah. so I, I'm looking at it right now and Herbert, they did start on the 36 of the Falcons and then Herbert hit a 22 yard pass to Joshua Palmer. Uh-huh. And then it set up that game winning field goal by okay. Big Kick Dick. Okay, so they did rule so they ruled Eckler down after all? No, so Eckler was oh. a fumble. Okay, okay. But okay. the rules analyst yeah, did say yeah. yes, Eckler was down, but okay. the the in-game call was a fumble. Good to know. Don't take that from me. That was the most that was an incredible incredible display of events that I I want to be a part of NFL history. So, why didn't the guy just hold <laughs> secure the ball, just cover it up, just you could have the game at hand at that point. You know how people would make fun of LaShawn McCoy for like running, running with the ball super loose. Yes. Like, yeah, he looks, guy looked like LaShawn McCoy, but it never, never held the ball in his life. Like if, if people who are listening, if you haven't seen the fumble yet, you need to see it. Cause it's one of the most bizarre things ever, but that's all I have to say about this. 
we might have to get that up on social. See if we can find that somewhere on somebody else's page and post it. We'll have to figure that somewhere out. For sure. It's somewhere for sure. We'll get our we'll get our producer on that. Yep. Why don't we go to that big game, the Dolphins versus Bears? This was in, yeah. in terms of fantasy high scoring. This was one of the highest scoring games of the week. Uh, yep. What was it? 35, 32 um, for the Dolphins. So. Why don't you touch on this one, Scooter? I know you're you're a big Dolphins fan this year because of Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. Yep. Touch like on the, this one a little bit. Raheem Mostert. Well, they're the 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 new Jeff 49ers. Wilson. Yeah, they're the new 49ers. But honestly, it was just it was a complete shootout. And like I said, it was like if you want a good quarterback play, this was the only game to turn into because Justin Fields looks like I'm not ready to to make any rash decisions still about him, but he he genuinely looks like he is like figuring it out and becoming comfortable, which is awesome to see because he is really fun to watch when he's got it figured out. Like the 61 yard touchdown run was absurd. Like to even break the the um like the sacks that he did and then to uh, like outrun everybody. Like he just he looks like a wide receiver, honestly. Whenever he is running, it's crazy to me. I, I don't think people have ever questioned Justin Fields like talent because yeah. you've always seen he can throw a deep ball. He can scramble. He can do all of these things. It's just how comfortable he's been in the offense. I don't know if if they have the offense just built around him now and he's feeling more comfortable in it. Maybe it's he has a rapport with the offensive line now, now that the offensive line is gotten more games underneath themselves i'm not 100 sure what it is but he does look a lot more comfortable out there well it's definitely not as much like just drop back offense when i have watched him like they've led i think he ran he did run for 11 first downs in this game i believe which is that's back breaking to a defense and we're not even talking about the dolphins which they're just they just keep chugging along they're still undefeated with Tua. um tyree kill is What's crazy about Tyree Kill is that like whenever people talk about like freaks, they're always like this six five or like six ten, like just super fast, like can jump. Tyree Kill's like what five eight? <laughs> yeah, like he he is genuinely. It almost makes it that more impressive that he doesn't have any of the height, and yet he is still that purely athletically dominant. Like you think of a freak in football, and you're like, oh, Calvin Johnson, like that dude. Yes huge fast agile can jump yeah, yeah. or dk metcalf it is yes and and he's got dk metcalf's got seven inches on of height like <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> so like i just i don't understand how he's gonna be in the conversation of the best of all time but he he will he's not gonna he's probably not, he's not the best of all time he's not gonna be but he's gonna be in the conversation i I mean, if he breaks this Calvin Johnson record of most receiving yards in a season, which easily could happen, you know, maybe he has a couple more 200 yard games. Who knows? I think if he does that, he puts himself in a good spot to be an all time talked about wide receiver, especially from our generation. Is he the most unguardable receiver of all time? Uh, I still say Randy Moss for me. Randy, it's going to be Randy, but what about a six four Tyreek? <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I just didn't blow it away. I I don't like the dude at all, but he is, he's really good at football. <laughs> he's fast. Yeah, he's fast. I I think it was cool to see, um, the Bears have have actually put up a lot of points the last couple of weeks. 
I know. Which they don't have a lot of offense. Like, no, they had 123 passing yards, which isn't a lot. <laughs> no, and what's hilarious is like the the ragtag group of receivers Justin Fields is throwing to. Like, you got Equiminius St. Brown and Dante Pettis are out there running routes. Like, good grief. Dante Pettis couldn't even stay on the 49ers practice squad, and he's like the wide receiver too at, in Chicago. Could you name me one of the Bears' starting offensive linemen? Kevin Jenkins. But okay. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. No, that's a good one. I didn't know if you'd remember Tevin Jenkins. That's, that's it, though. Jason Brax- Peters still there? No. no. <laughs> Braxton, you're right. You shouted him out. That's you, guy. Braxton Jones, a rookie left tackle. Tevin Jenkins, who is supposed to be their right tackle. Yeah. Guess who their backup to Tevin Jenkins is? Jason for- Peters. Nope. Former first round pick for the Raiders. Oh, it's not Colton Miller, but he's it's not Robert Gallery. Nope. Is this it... is way more recent. Oh, is it Leatherwood? Alex Leatherwood is the oh, backup yeah. right guard. Yeah. I forgot they just claimed him on waivers. So interesting. I, I mean, you can look at the Bears roster and in most spots, you're like, I don't even know who this guy is. Yeah, but... it, it's one of those like, this is Madden. Like you're seeing just, it's going to be like, one guy who's like 85 overall and then everything else like it drops from 85 to like 70 is the next player and it's just like a list of 50s to 70s for the rest of the team it's bad news bears bad yeah. news bears how about this next game nfc north team still packers versus lions give me one quick take you had about this game because it's it was an 8 to 15 game so not much to talk about one quick take here like just I said last week, like if I can depend on anything about Rodgers, it's that he'll beat the Lions. I now cannot like I I I've thrown in the towel. Like I don't I don't want to see him. I don't need to hear about him. Let's be done. Done with Rodgers. It's over. It's over. They're out of the playoffs. It's over. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That's my one quick take too. Yeah. Colts Patriots, eleven sacks for the Patriots. You already mentioned that. All I have to say, that defense is starting to look great. Got the it. offense, the offense still. Uh, <laughs> maybe Josh McDaniels is coming back next week, or Frank Wright <laughs> will be coming in here soon. But right now, eh. it might be. Well, you got to spin is you got to just say Nick Folk looks great. He's he's just on <laughs> fire lately. So Nick Folk and that defense have carried my fantasy teams for two years now. We didn't even talk about it. Your highest scoring player on your fantasy team was the Patriots defense. Oh yeah, they they carry me. Show out. Get carried by your defense. How about I'm gonna go out on a limb? Surprise of the week, okay. Bills versus Jets. Oh, that's not a limb at all. That was oh, okay. an 11, that was an eleven point underdog at home. Hey yo, yeah. we called it. We t- we said take that spread, baby. We said too many points. We definitely didn't say that. <laughs> Both joked about taking the. <laughs> we bet our mortgage on that. That was our bet. Bet your mortgage on that spread. We might need to add that segment. I'm so good at a. I'm so good at the MVP and sleeper of the week that we should add. <laughs> bet your mortgage that I don't have of the week. Okay, we'll have to. We'll have to get that one in the work. See what we can get our producer to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what any takeaways from this besides Josh Allen could be injured? Yeah, the UCL injury I saw potentially. Potentially, um, we'll see. Yeah, the the Allen interception to like at the beginning of the game. Is it me or does he throw a lot at the beginning of the game in like the red zone? 
he throws a lot in the red zone all the time. Yeah, kind of. He just he's. I saw the analytics um, that grayed out like what type of quarterbacks players are, and there's like um, risk takers or or like they call them like gamblers or like very boring quarterbacks. Josh Allen is like in a completely different quadrant than everybody else. <laughs> that's just like the gambler of all time. He just is. He's he is if Jameis was crossed with like Steve Young or Joe Montana. That's incredible to think about. <laughs> yeah. So hmm, I like that. Okay. And Zach Wilson, we got to give Zach Wilson his flowers. It was a good, good game winning drive when they needed him to step up. Good game winning drive on the back of the defense, really. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. Sure. We'll give Zach his flowers. I tried giving him to him. How about Vikings versus Commanders? Uh, this game was absurd as well. The penalty, we the penalty at the end of the game, the commanders, uh, forced to stop. The Vikings had to kick a field goal to go up three points. It was about two minutes left, so Heineke was gonna get the ball, and then he, something happened where there was like an unnecessary roughness or something like that that was totally bogus. So the Vikings got to drain the rest of the clock to like fifteen seconds, and we didn't get our Taylor Heineke moment, and I'm still pissed about it. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Really unfortunate. The Vikings, I'm still, I still am not set on them. They still scare me. Yeah, I'll talk about it with you this week. I did a deep dive on the Vikings. Okay, good. Okay, I'm ready. Hey, stay tuned. Yeah. How about we don't have to talk about the two? Let's just finish this last game Rams versus Buccaneers. Yeah. We got to see a very low scoring game again, something that neither of these teams should have felt good winning, but another Tom Brady comeback. He leads the drive and just anytime Tom Brady has the ball with like under three minutes left, it's just kind of like, oh, here it goes again, right? <laughs> I would say here it goes again, but he hasn't done anything up to that point in the game. So. I know, but for some reason, it still feels for me, at least it's just yeah. like, oh, my gosh. All right. Let me read you the the scores that the Buccaneers have put up in the wins that they've had. Oh, not good. Ready? 19 points versus the Cowboys, 20 points versus the Saints, 21 points versus the Falcons, 16 versus the Rams. <laughs> like, that's got to be the lowest scoring total in wins by far. I'm, sh- I'm sure their point differential is like plus one or something right now. It's probably really, really low. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I, mean, I can, I've got it right in front of me. Okay, he's got it right in front of him. Let's hear it. Oh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> No, I know I have it right now and it's minus two. Oh wow. Right on the man. That was pretty dang good, Hank. Oh, three points off. Whatever. Home field advantage for the Buccaneers. That gives me the three points right there. Yep. <laughs> well, let's go into uh uh your MVP and sleeper last week. You had DeAndre Hopkins and Romeo Dobbs. You don't have to do that. You don't want to talk about him. <laughs> I I mean Hopkins had his worst game since coming back, of course was kind of bottled up, didn't really wasn't really much of a factor. None of the Cardinals were a factor and Romeo Dobbs got hurt in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah. That's about that, it. That's how that went for me again. I I took Joe Burrow and Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke obviously had a decent game against the Vikings. He kept him in. Joe Burrow was the wrong Joe to pick from the Bengals. Yeah. That's, and there's only two of them, Hag, and you picked you you totally missed. I picked the wrong one, and the other Joe, Joe Mixon, is actually my highlight of the week. Okay. Joe Mixon scoring five touchdowns. 
So I, I picked the wrong Bengal. I knew someone was coming out good from the Bengals, but Joe Mixon having five touchdowns, that's just incredible. Yeah, well, I, I rode, rode you uh, your take hard uh, in fantasy all week. and Rookie mistake, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I saw because I stacked Joe Burrow in a lot of lineups with with um, Tyler Boyd or, or T. Higgins, and Joe Mixon was just laughing at me all Sunday long, just saying, all right, oh, you wanted those points? Don't think so. So, yeah. But Heineke, he, Heineke was my highlight of the week. He was oh, really he, at least the cause of it, which was <laughs> – the just I went and watched the games with my um with my my family on Sunday, which is always a blast. But the, I, as soon as I walk in the door, my dad points to the TV and says, you got to see what Heineke just did. And it, was, <laughs> it was the best thing ever. It was right after the bomb to Curtis Samuel. It was the triple coverage where the ref took out one of the Vikings defenders and then Curtis Samuel somehow caught it in between two guys, didn't get touched and then rolls into the end zone. Just like. They'll they'll be playing that. They should just play that on Taylor Heineke's um, Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, the ballot, it. the Hall of Fame ballot. We're putting him on right now. Exactly. We're getting him there. I'm. I will write his name in for the rest of time. <laughs> <laughs> I think we we should probably get a vote by now, right? We should probably have a vote for the Hall of Fame. We don't have a media pass yet, which is egregious. So we at least should get a Hall of Fame vote to begin with. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I I think it was so funny. People were saying I was people were joking about the NFL is for sure rigged. Look at what this NFL ref did. And then he tripped the oh defensive play. I was laughing why, at it. Why would they ever rig it for the commanders? That's a big, big time squad. Get them back in the news. That's what I'll say about the commanders. I, I would buy a Taylor Heineke jersey so fast if if it if he was not a member of the commanders. <laughs> Like this, the second he get, I need him to be the, the new 49ers backup in the future because he's, he is an elite backup in terms of just entertainment. Like he's no Brian Hoyer. You're not getting Brian, like, which oh, is no. the worst. Like he's the anti Brian Hoyer with a backup. You want the most, like the, the highest ceiling, even if it's not very high and, and you know, you're getting a low floor anyway. So yeah. anyway, it's, it's a fun team to watch. Well, yeah. that, that kind of wraps up week nine of the NFL here, Scooter. Why don't we take a break? When we come back from this break, we can talk about week 10. We have some stuff to talk about on the back end. So let's get to it. We'll be right back from this break. Okay. Welcome back from that break. Scooter, let's dive into week 10. Not as many hot games on, on the press that we see right now, coming off the paper, it's not looking as hot as as last week. But let's talk about one of the games that I, I kind of want to talk about just because it's going on overseas. Mm. It is the Seattle Seahawks versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is going on in Munich. The NFL right now is testing out games in Europe to try to see if they can fit in a European division in the NFL. I feel like this is just my personal opinion. Uh, what I think they would try to do is they're testing out the market in Germany, obviously England, and mm. potentially I think they're playing in Ireland or something next year. I can't remember exactly where. Yeah, but having a four-team division in in Europe is something I could see the NFL trying to do to try to expand their um, global reach, as as I would like to say. I cannot imagine the amount of owner pushback on that but i uh who am i to judge the almighty nfl so 
I I have heard about um the NFL wanting to like double their revenue in the next five to ten years, hmm. and and this is a way that could potentially do that. Me too. I would I would love to do that. So. <laughs> yeah, I I think anyone would love to do that, right? We'll, we'll let let have we should have them let me know how that goes, and if they double it, and then I'll I'll jump on. If if they double it, we'll triple it. Sounds like a good time to buy NFL stock then. It's a good time to buy Europe stock. True. Very true. Get it while it's low. Yeah. 100%. So, 100% according to Scooter. <laughs> I, going on with this is the stocks podcast now. 100% return always. 100% return. Speaking of returns, Geno Smith returning mm. to Europe. I don't know if he's ever actually been there. <laughs> you could have convinced me. I you could have said he played for the the um the Arsenal um fighting Bockers or something. Yeah, yeah the, the, the fighting Arsenals, and I would have believed it. So, <laughs> yeah. no return. I don't know if Geno Smith's ever been to Europe, but Tom Brady's been to Europe for sure. So, I I don't know. Do you see? Because this Tampa Bay defense is one of the best defense in the league. Do you see this actually being a game? Do you see in in terms of points against them, right? So, do you see this actually being a good game for the Seattle versus the Seahawks versus the Buccaneers? Do I see it being a good game? Given that I don't think I've seen the Bucks play in a single good game in terms of entertainment quality yet this year. Um, no. <laughs> um, but, good guess. But we also haven't seen the Bucks play on German soil either, which apparently this is a home game for the Bucks, which is just kind of a joke. Like why not that like Brady doesn't get enough like support already, but it's just funny that it's just qualifies as one of their home games. So, you know, whatever. But honestly, <laughs> I uh I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to win this game. Really? I do. The Bucks are favored by two and a half. I didn't think it would be that big of a surprise to you, but I I feel like the Seahawks somehow struck magic with their defense early on in the season. I feel like it's kind of coming back down to the mean, which you always talk about return to the average return to the mean, whatever you say. I can't remember. Regression regression of the mean. Yeah. Regression of the mean. Okay. Yep. See, hey, I was getting close. You were. So I feel like they're they have to come back down to you know an average level at some point. And I don't know. I and and it's just the Tom Brady that I've seen for 20 whatever years, 22 years or whatever it is by now. I just feel like if there's anybody that can bring a team back down to that like most average defense, the most average team they can be, it's Tom Brady. So I I'm probably gonna go. I have Seattle here. I think I'm going to switch to the Buccaneers. I'm convincing myself of the Buccaneers. Okay. Okay. This is not unlike you to bet on Tom Brady. Yeah. I I think I was originally betting on Geno Smith and then I had to flip in real time. Okay. We need to time travel back to three months earlier. And I'm going to tell you that on November 8th, you are going to say, I'm betting on Geno Smith over Tom Brady. How hard do you slap yourself? I would say no. I wouldn't <laughs> even believe myself. Yeah. 
That's Drew just, Locke is going to be the starting quarterback in my mind three months ago. Pete Carroll will have already passed away. He'll be have overdosed <laughs> on bubblegum at this point, like from how hard he's been chewing. The absurdity of the nature that I am even picking the Seahawks um, <laughs> from this game. But at the same time, it's it's at when when the Seahawks are playing outside of Lumen Field, outside of Seattle, their offense is so much better for some reason. They score so many more points. The Buccaneers, I don't trust them to get more than like 21 any, at any <laughs> given point. So it, it just is what it is. And I think like Seattle, yeah, you said they struck gold with their, their draft picks, especially they've had, they have a top five offensive line for like the first time in 15 years, I'm pretty sure. So it's crazy. That comes from our boy. Charles Cross. Charles Cross. Charles oh, yeah. Cross had his first penalty of the year this last week. Wow. That As a starting rookie left tackle. That is very impressive. Oh. Trent Williams is considered the best left tackle. He gets about two a week. <laughs> so. Hey, it happens to the best of them. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, you're going Seattle as a notable wow. NFC West um, analyst. I'm going with Tampa Bay as a notable former Tom, Tom Brady lover. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 update the pod description with that as NFC West analyst and former Tom Brady level. <laughs> it, let's make sure it's former in there. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we go on to another game? How about Cleveland versus Miami? So this is a big game because Miami could potentially take over as depending on what happens in the Bills game, which we'll talk about. But Miami could take over as the leader in the AFC East. And and let's just touch on the AFC East real quick. Let's do, do it. Do you know the standings in the AFC East? Could you make a, any sort of guesses at, at the standings in the AFC East right now? I, I I unfortunately can because I spend way too much time in my life thinking about football. And I know the worst team in the AFC East is the New England Patriots. And they're above 500. Yes. They're oh. at five and four. Yeah. So they are the worst team. The Bills are currently sitting at first with six and two. So at a 70, 750% rate, 75% mm -hmm. rate. And then it's the Jets and the Dolphins both sitting at six and three. Mm -hmm. And notably, Bills 0-2 in their division, which may come back to haunt them so far. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That could really come back to haunt them. Yeah. I'm, I'm going in trying to find how we predicted the afc east would end this year <laughs> let me look scott had nothing, it nothing but pain if you do that scott had it oh you had it batting at 50 percent record 34 and 34 overall okay let's let's see here what did that's I pretty do? good yeah 34 and 34 so i had i had the patriots being eight and nine i did have the jets at four and 13 which <laughs> looks a little tough and the dolphins at nine and eight so not necessarily not necessarily great. Not bad. I had I had the Bills twelve and five, Dolphins nine and eight, Jets five and twelve, and the Patriots ten and seven. Yeah, but still, all four all four teams are above five hundred, and the Dolphins could be leading that. And they had missed out on Tua for multiple games. Like we've got to think about that. Tua was gone injured for multiple yeah. games. So yeah. what could be without without that injury? They're undefeated with with Tua healthy in their lineup, so 
Tunon, man. You might need to move him up the quarterback rankings. Eh, he might move up one day. We'll we'll get to that later. How well, how do you feel about this game? Um, like in terms of where I'm leaning, who I'm picking. Yeah. I am going to take the Miami Dolphins just simply because I don't trust what still is happening in Cleveland. Like I I last time we saw them, it was beating the Bengals and they look good on prime time. Um, but at the same time, like I still just Jacoby Brissett, it's hard for me to to want to take him after the moments I've seen this year. And the Dolphins are just just really freaking good. Offensively, they're really freaking good. Well, Defensively, I mean, they've had some struggles. Yes, it's true. It's true. They're not as they're not as stingy as I thought they would be on defense. That's for sure. But when you can when you have two guys that any point in the game can just all of a sudden like completely flip the momentum of a game. That's that's one of those things that's like with with both Waddle and Hill, like there you you never feel comfortable with any lead when you are playing against them because all of a sudden they can totally like just break your back in terms of a big play. And so I don't know that it's it's going to be the same sort of thing where we I think we said the who do we say had to have like 45 or 45 minutes of um of ball control to win. Was it the Bears versus the Dolphins last week? Is that what we said? Um I think that's what we I think that's what we said. Yeah, was it? it was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I don't think they did that. And they still ended up pretty close. So yeah. I don't know. I, I just I'm I'm very high on Miami and I'm uh, I'm taking them pretty easily here. Okay. I for me, I think this game comes down to the last play because I think Cleveland's defense has some some great things working for them against this Miami offense. Miles Garrett potentially rushing in on Tua, forcing him to try to throw the ball even quicker than Tua normally does and make those decisions quickly. And then on the back end, just the defensive backs that that Cleveland has, I think they are some of the better defensive backs in the league, in my personal opinion. You know, maybe not like, oh, uh, this is Pat Sertan and... (laughs) <laughs> what did you say the analytics may not say it but yeah the, but for me personally a feel like it's like oh these guys have like not the best guys but they have like a good group of players that can really try to help shut some 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 players down and this could be a game where miami struggles in that term i i still am going with miami for the win but i think this is a is a really close game i i agree with you in that in that sense because you think about it. I'm I'm looking at the the defensive death chart. You could have a pretty good guy off with Cleveland's defense, if we're being honest. Like yeah. us in terms of like where we we know too much, but like you've got I think four first round picks in the secondary with with Grant. I don't know if Grant helped it. What I know I know he was a high pick. I think he was a second rounder, but still okay. great. We're counting, we're counting him first round. Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom greedy williams and also john johnson so like they they definitely one of the strongest secondary i would say maybe to the eagles is is the only other team that comes to mind is like maybe a stronger secondary yeah incredible and you have jadavion Clowney on the opposite side of miles garrett which you know hasn't been the greatest player of all time but still has some some big time plays you know the the spread off the top of your head um because i've got it here Hold on, let me see. So it is in Miami. So that's 
how about <laughs> how about um five points is it five points it's three and a half three and a half at miami which seems it's very fishy like almost like suspiciously low that is that is really weird isn't that interesting maybe my vegas might know something there i had said this was going to be a close game i didn't expect vegas to be saying three and a half I'm admittedly too pro dolphins. Like I'm way, way too high on them. But I would have I got I went into this thinking like, okay, probably like six and a half, seven. Like they'll probably be favored by a touchdown, especially at home. Yeah. I was giving them the three points in my calculation. Too. I know you were. You were. So <laughs> I, anyway, it's pretty it's pretty surprising to me. I'm I might be hammering dolphin spread there. Nice spread. Or brown like or brown spread, just because I think they know something. They must know something. They must know something real nice. They always do. Well, we're both going Miami. You got to talk about that offense a little bit, which is is a great offense. Why don't we talk about two teams? One I am still very unsure of, and the other I am very sure of as long as their quarterback stays healthy. That's the Minnesota Vikings versus the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Uh, You're a notable Vikings backer this year <laughs> yeah i was i was before the year uh, I, I was very vocal about that um it almost it, it i almost don't like that they're seven and one because it's almost made me believe in them weirdly does that make any sense at all um no no it doesn't you can answer it's fine it well doesn't make here here's what i said at the beginning of the year when they faced the packers i wanted them to lose against the packers Cause I was like, they'll need something to kind of motivate them throughout the year. Right. Yeah. But they don't really have like, they're seven and one. They pretty much, if they just get a couple more wins, they've locked up their division. That's true. I think they have a, what a three game lead in their division already four game lead, which in 10 weeks is nine weeks. is absurd. So yeah, they, they have a four game lead right now on their division. <laughs> Good grief. So, so bad. So they get two or three more wins they're pretty much locked up in that division. Yeah. And you know, I think they still play the lions probably twice. So I <laughs> at least once. So I think they've got it. Um, I, I'm like, I said earlier, I did a deep dive on them because even as a, as like you said, a, a notable Viking supporter, I, I myself even was questioning this week. How are they seven and one? Cause I thought at this point I was like, well, they, they'll probably be like maybe six and three or something like that and have a, a stronghold in the division. So their last six games, the six-game winning streak, I looked up their margin of victory. Wow, this, it looks low. Yeah. Did you see their margin of victory? No, I am looking at their 2022 schedule. Oh, yeah. And it looks really low. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to they're gonna end up with what? 14 wins? 12 wins? 13? Holy cow. Okay, yeah. So what's their margin of victory? Let's hear that. Okay, so... This this pointed out to me why I'm still low on them. The last six games, they won by four to the Lions, three to the Saints, seven to the Bears, eight to the Dolphins without Tua, eight to the Cardinals, three to the Commanders. What does that average out at? Five? Yeah, maybe five, maybe four. But at the same time, they they just don't like they don't win convincingly to where like I I feel like they have that like the only good team they played was really the Eagles this year and they got their doors blown off of them. And 
I also checked out like their efficiency metrics, like the charts that I make, they're dead in the middle. Like they're dead in the middle for both offense and defense. That sounds like a Kirk Cousins team. He's the most <laughs> average team in the world. Yeah. It was so it was so completely fitting. So I I wanted to almost like convince myself otherwise that maybe like they were a lot better than I was seeing, but I still am and I'll say it, pardon my take. Some 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 people may have heard them, kind of a big sports podcast. They said if the Vikings won the Super Bowl that they would get tattoo face tattoos of of Kirk Cousins on their bodies. <laughs> so they clearly don't believe in the Vikings either. So it's not just us. Okay. Well, I'm glad it's not just us. Let me read you off some of these teams that they play left. Obviously, the Bills, they right. play the Cowboys, the yep. Patriots, the Jets, the Lions, the Colts, the Giants, the Packers, and the Bears. Okay. So maybe I don't know. It sounds like a much tougher schedule, at least the next few games. I think they could get five more wins out of those games, though. Yeah, probably. So the Vikings are going to... How many games left in their division? Three. Okay, well, that's so they're going to at least get three wins there. So are we really thinking that the Vikings could be like 12 and 5, 13 and 4, and potentially like this first or second best team in the nfc no we're not thinking that yet okay i don't feel good about saying it it doesn't feel good coming out of my mouth yeah so the the bills are favored this week by seven points i believe okay seven and a half which another one of those things it's oh no no they're favored by five favored by five it's probably low right now because josh allen's still questionable it was seven and a half, I think, on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So it's probably dropped because they're not sure. But it should just go back up because they forget they got Case Keenum back there. So like what? what yeah. And even if it's not Case Keenum, they brought Naheem Hines in. He can play quarterback, <laughs> I'm sure. Put him in, please. I'll 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 ban for him. I'll yeah. he's in my starting lineup at that point in fantasy. <laughs> He'll get a redemption tour. Um this this feels like the game where if Josh Allen does play, especially Bills coming off a bad loss and Josh Allen like being admittedly bad, which was great. Um, this feels like a game where the Bills win by like three touchdowns. If Josh, like Josh Allen throws like eight touchdowns just to kind of prove he's he, he is that guy. It, it's like the MVP. Um, it's the Heisman moment, but the MVP moment for Josh Allen is. But but the Bills need, maybe need to figure out how to get this game flexed into prime time. Oh, that's a hot take. If they could figure that out, <laughs> it is flexing season night. You can finally they they finally start flexing games now. But I don't think I'm fine if they flex the 49ers game out of the the Sunday night football. I'll I'll watch I'll watch Bills Vikings in prime time. You know what would be even better is if they somehow flipped it to Thursday night. Got rid of that Atlanta versus Carolina oh, game. I, I was gonna say, well, we're talking about that next, right? So, <laughs> uh, no, we, oh, I might miss. I might miss a Thursday night football game. My only note on that game is don't watch. It's a big, big pumpkin patch night. Uh, maybe this is no, this is a Christmas tree night. That Thursday night, spend time with your family, give your kids the attention they actually deserve that night. Yeah, don't don't watch that game. Put up the Christmas lights. Thursday. So, so let's hear it. Are you going with the Vikings? No, absolutely not. 
out on the Vikings. You're going with the Case Keenum Bills. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, if it's Case Keenum, I'm taking the Vikings. Okay. We'll we'll have that as an asterisk. Only because of that 11 o'clock time slot. I still I still think I can probably get good enough football, but it'll be close even with Case Keenum because of the Bills defense. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with the Bills defense no matter what. No matter what's happening, Kirk Cousins get rat- gets rattled by that defense, in my opinion. That's fair. So, That's I'm fair. going with the Bills. All right, let's finish it out with your team, the San Francisco 49ers, hosting the L.A. Chargers. Not in L.A. this time. They are not hosting them in L.A. They're hosting them in San Francisco. Scooter, how are you feeling about this game? I kind of want it to be in LA because it would still be a nice little home game for the Niners. They just get another home game added to the schedule, but you know, <laughs> it's all good. I, I won't waste my breath on the 49ers this week. Obviously them coming off a bye. Um, there's not too much to talk about, but I will throw one stat at you. And it is that the Los Angeles chargers are heading into this Sunday, giving up the most yards per carry of anyone in the league. And that number is 5.7 which is on pace to be the worst of any team since 2000. (laughs) So they also, here's another stat. They also are allowing four yards after contact per, per carry. (laughs) They needed Jordan Davis. They should have got him in the draft, traded up for him. Kenneth Murray. I think people are really excited about him. He's been one of like the worst off-ball linebackers in the NFL this year in the last couple of years, but they they just they also lost their defensive tackle their their first string defensive tackle uh to to the injured uh, reserve this week. So I I feel surprisingly good when I came into this season thinking about this game. I was like I almost chalked up as a loss because I was like the Chargers defense is gonna be really good. Justin Herbert's gonna be electric. Like I'll just I'll be okay with them losing that one. I'm gonna be pretty disappointed if the 49ers lose this game, knowing the context of the Chargers defense this year. Well, yeah, the Chargers defense this year, IR JC Jackson, IR Joey Bosa, and now IR Forrest Marill. Yeah. Huh. And if there's any team like a 49ers team is designed to beat, it's a team that can't tackle and gives up like big plays like that on the ground. So also a team who is getting their original RB1 back this this week and Elijah Mitchell. I have a question for you then. This is talking fantasy. We're talking fantasy right now. Do you take Christian McCaffrey? That's what I'm wondering. What player, if you had, for DraftKings, if you had to take one 49ers player this week, who would it be and why? It's probably, depending on salary, heavily it's all it always is with me christian mccaffrey is now the highest paid uh our highest budgeted player in fantasy this week which i was going to talk about later um so i would maybe steer clear from him because he might be too expensive so i'd probably go with debo i think debo will have a big game coming off injury is he is he guaranteed to play or is it still questionable so questionable i think okay but he is he is like practicing this week so i'd assume i think it will be interesting to see if they run Elijah Mitchell just straight down the center of, of that Chargers defense multiple times during this game. They, they very well might. Okay, good to know. Glad to get your insider opinion on that. Yep. So I, I think we're both probably taking the 49ers here. 
I I think this is a big test for Herbert, though. If there was a game for Herbert to show, look, our offense can do it. Our offense can compete with any team, even when our defense isn't healthy, even when our defense isn't playing great. And this 49ers team can really exploit our weakness. If there's a game for Herbert to have a big game, I think, and, and especially outside of division, this is probably the one where I would want to see him perform the most. Yeah, uh, and I can still see it happening, given how the the other AFC West team, the 49ers, just played, just torched them. Um, so I can absolutely see Herbert doing the same thing. And it doesn't really even matter if Keenan Allen is back and healthy this week. Hmm. Well, we're both... It, I, I hope he's back. I think he'll be back. But I I think this is a game for the Niners to lose. Maybe Shanahan has a bad play calling game. Maybe he gets down into the red zone a couple of times and he just hands off the headset to somebody else. Anybody else on the sideline? I don't know. Maybe. The, the other thing, too, is the 49ers have the best run defense versus yards per carry um, of any team in the NFL so it could be one of those games to look out for where I love Austin Eckler great fantasy player but he's a big time like 15 carries for 32 yards <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is just like he'll do that and then he'll still end up with 30 fantasy points because he's got 10 catches for 20 yards yeah he gets he gets all the dump down catches yeah <laughs> it's hilarious so talking fantasy maybe take Eckler don't rely on his running game. Rely on his his dink down game. Yep. Totally. Well, that's talking. That's talking this week's picks. I I'm excited. I haven't looked to see if we're actually like matched up this week. How many games we picked differently? Um, I I'm guessing we're actually probably pretty close again this week. Let's see. I think we picked a few different ones. Did you take the Raiders? Yes. Okay. I, I could. I couldn't take the Colts. Okay. Oh, it makes took, me feel better about my choice. I took the Steelers as well versus the Saints. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had, I had to switch it up a little bit. I wrote PU in the notes on that game. <laughs> and on Raiders Colts, I wrote PU V two. Um, what other thing did I get? I, the only other thing I got a little bit dicey with is Broncos, um, because I'm not sure. I trust Malik Willis in the Willis wagon like you do. Oh, I you know I trust that Willis wagon. We didn't talk about that game, but that guy, he he he's you know how they make those controllers for for players back in the day, like the old memes where they'd uh, they'd say like Kobe had the only the shoot button, right? Yes. Yeah. So Malik Willis's controller, it actually doesn't have any receiver buttons on it. <laughs> it's just two analog sticks where he can just run around. <laughs> He's got two analog sticks, handoff to the Derrick Henry, and if a tight end's open, then he finally gets a button that appears. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not it's not even an option every play. It's just <laughs> that was absurd watching him. He legitimately just looked like he forgot he could throw the ball away. Like, <laughs> yeah, he did. He thought like if you throw it out of bounds, it like it's a turnover. I don't know. I love Malik Willis though. He's a fun guy to watch. I hope he I hope he works out because it was pretty dreadful watching that that game. <laughs> they should have won that by any means. Well, that's that's talking Malik Willis. Let's yeah. let's go ahead and let's talk about our sleeper and our MVP for this upcoming week. Why don't you lead us off? You've been super hot in this category the last couple of ever. Really, you've been hot the whole time. So why don't you lead us off on this one? 
I'm gonna see how long, how much longer this segment lasts because I'm getting just embarrassed every week. I I'm taking old reliable. Uh, and I've talked a lot about him, but I'm taking Tyreek Hill as the MVP. And if he has a bad week this week, then I know I'm officially cursed. He, I wanted to say earlier, Cooper Cup. I think he's held the torch of the the most, um, the highest budget of any player, um, for the past like year at least. Um, and he officially got passed this week by Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey. So I'll be taking Tyreek. Okay, I like Tyreek. Tyreek Hill's uh, been probably is he the number one wide receiver in fantasy so far this year? Gotta be. Absolutely okay. gotta be. Might be the number one like player. Mm, I think Josh Allen probably is. That's not a quarterback, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Probably he probably is. Um my sleeper, I'm going with a dicey one. I'm just asking for this to be a bad pick, but it's I'm going with DJ Moore because he's he's pretty cheap on DraftKings and they're playing a a, a putrid Falcons defense that gives up a ton of yards revenge game too oh you're right right, from two weeks ago or whatever yeah (laughs) big time (laughs) revenge game for him he's coming back with a with a passion here yep so if you don't have Tyreek Hill go go pick him up in your fantasy league he'll probably be available yeah he's there (laughs) go get him (laughs) (laughs) I like that my my MVP is probably who I should have taken last week at MVP. I'm probably one week late on this. So it's it's we talked stocks earlier. I'm probably a week late on this stock and it's just going to tank now. But Justin Fields, after that absolutely ballistic week against the Dolphins, he now faces what is supposed to be the worst defense in the league. And that is the Detroit Lions. So for me, that seems to be a formula for success in my opinion maybe he'll get another 100 yard rushing game and a 160 yard passing game with two touchdowns I think that would be a super success for Justin Fields this week yeah I can honestly I will be taking him in a lot of my lineups as well so I agree okay this one this sleeper pick was the hardest pick for me to take and I'm still not liking the person I took Uh I am taking Jacoby Brissett (laughs) <laughs> i will not be i will not be uh failing you on that one that's for sure i i don't feel good about it let me put that out there but miami the last few games has allowed jared goff to throw for 321 yards and justin fields to throw for three touchdowns and run for 178 yards Brissett may have a big shot this week especially if miami loads the box and tries to lock down nick chubb if they load the box and let Jacoby Brissett try to beat them. He, he he may not win them the game, but if you're looking for fantasy guy, if you're looking for someone in DraftKings, he may have a good week this week that no one's expecting just because they may try to load the box. You know why it's actually a good pick is because Dolphin, the Dolphins, are like the beginning of the year was the Seahawks and the Lions that were the, the fantasy team to follow. The Anytime the Dolphins are playing, you just need to have a full lineup of those guys. <laughs> exactly have a full lineup like i said you go pick up tyree kill you can drop him after um (laughs) (laughs) you pick up tyree kill and and jalen waddle and then you pick up whoever they're playing (laughs) and that's all you need yep exactly i don't feel good about it but i'm going jacoby Brissett. no i like it okay do you want to hear there is one new quarterback in my top 10 quarterback list let's hear it let's hear it so there was There was some movement. I won't talk too much about the movement because it was just mostly the guys moving up or down. Geno Smith moved up to eight. 
And Kyler Murray dropped back to nine. There was some other movement there, but nothing big. But new number 10, Tom Brady is out. Even after that game-winning drive where he looked spectacular for one drive, Justin Fields gets in there for me. <laughs> you know what? Here, Here's what you do. You, you want to get Tom Brady on the right track. You send him this. You send him this screenshot. Say week eight, top 10 quarterbacks. He sees he's 10. Week nine, he sees he's out due to Justin Fields. That guy, is, he's going to win the MVP if he sees that. I think this is this is Tom Brady's fire right here. Yeah. As a former lover, I know what will get him going. You do. You know just how to rile him up. I know how to get him hard into the training, really just grinding it out, just forcing everything to try to win these games. Justin Fields, number 10. Call illegal conduct on the play. <laughs> but I, I like it. I it's hard to if we're going on the last two weeks, he might be a top one quarterback. <laughs> He might be. He might be. So that's that's the newest thing there. Nothing really else going on. Maybe next week we'll see K1 drop off. Maybe Geno Smith will have a drop off game after this Buccaneers game. We'll see what happens. Right now it's it's staying pretty consistent. Tom Brady's out, Justin Fields is in. I'm excited to see what you're whipping up every week. So we'll see it. We'll see it. Well, why don't we give some shout outs before we go, Scooter? Let's wrap it up. But why don't you give your shout out first, then I'll give my shout out. Well, you uh, you called me out on earlier, but I got to remind people that the best sport in the world, other than the NFL, which I do probably like college basketball more, but college basketball is back and it's great. Just go watch it. it it's going to be a lot of fun. As always, a couple of couple of great games from my uh, my teams this first night. Like you like we said, they both were they're both one and oh, they won in the exact same way. They were equal wins. Um, Kansas and BYU both won, so I'm feeling great. My running Utes are one and oh, too. And, I, and I'm telling you now, there you go. And I'm telling you now, if you're an NBA team, your team is going to want to draft Grady Dick, and it's just not just for the extracurricular entertainment that you get in terms of signs that you can make or getting his jersey. Um, but it's because he's a really dang good basketball player. So there you go. keep that in mind, keep that on your radar, NFL, NFL teams. Or NBA teams, I guess I should say. Or both. both. He's a six eight white guy, so he he might and I think he weighs about 120 pounds. So he might be he might be able to line up for a few NFL teams. Yeah. Cornerback. Yeah. First white cornerback in a while. Exactly. My uh my shout out is Joseph Ilicic. This dude was at the top of his game in soccer. He went home to surprise this was in 2020. He went home to surprise his wife in Slovenia and he caught her cheating. Um oh. He went through almost two years of depressive episodes because of this and COVID happening at the same time. And just on Sunday, he made his return to soccer and scored. It's an absolutely incredible story. He stayed with his wife. Um, just a good guy, Joseph Ilicic from Slovenia. Wow. Where is he? Uh, where does he play for? Um, a team in Slovenia. Yeah, Mari Spor. Okay, there so, we go. Good well, guy, I'm, Joseph. I'm going to Amazon to get the jersey right now. <laughs> Go get it. Go pick it up. That wraps up this week's episode of the Dual Threat Podcast. We thank you for joining in. We'll catch you next time on the Dual Threat Podcast. See ya.